This is A is for Adversity, a podcast about curating your life stories to connect more deeply with others. Some stories may have Christian undertones, and all stories will involve a realization or transformation of some sort. I'm your host, Jen Banks. This is Episode M, Mindset and Mental Health with Wellness Creek. One of the unexpected advantages of having a podcast is all the amazing people I get to meet when I have guest interviews. I met Abby in a Facebook group entitled Women in Podcasting. We connected on Matchup Monday and decided we were a great fit. I've said before that there is so much to learn from every person you meet, so if you're interested in being a guest on my podcast, please reach out to me. I know I could learn something from you that I could share with my listeners. In the interview I'm sharing today, her experiences mostly come from becoming a mother and her postpartum journey, but her expertise and insight can be of use to anyone who is looking for help. Hi. Hi. How are you? Good. I'm so sorry. I'm in a closet, so it's not the best setup, but... (laughs) Hey, you got to do what you got to do. I've definitely done similar activities, so... Yes. I've kind of double booked myself because I'm actually in Boise, Idaho, visiting some friends and things. So it's like, oh, I just came to do this interview and then I'll go back to all the things. So nice. I was born in McCall, Idaho. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah. Awesome. And where are you right now again? I'm in North Vancouver, BC, Canada. Okay. Wow. That's awesome. Like my first international guest then. Perfect. What an honor. There you go. That's awesome. Perfect. So do you want to introduce yourself a little bit to my listeners? I would love to. Yeah. So my name is Abby Hildebrand. I am the founder of Wellness Creek. We are a a postpartum support and anxiety management coaching group. And yeah, I'm just excited to to connect with you, Jen, and share share my story and hopefully give some tips or, or help some people who might be experiencing something similar. Yes, that's wonderful. Um, I'm so excited to connect with you as well. It's so awesome to meet new people and to connect through stories. So that's awesome. I can relate for sure. I have two young boys and I had postpartum depression after my first baby. And I didn't recognize it at first. You know, most people probably don't. And then, yeah, once I got help, it just made a world of difference. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, good for you for getting the help. Yeah. So yeah. what's what's your story with with postpartum? Yeah. So I have one, just one, one beautiful baby girl. Mm-hmm. She was born on Christmas Day of 2019. Wow. But the the anxiety part of it started before she was born uh, for me because we, I mean, lots of reasons, but a big contributor was we had a miscarriage in 2015. Um, after finding out that I had some health concerns, I had PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome. And so was told, you know, you might not be able to have kids or it might not look exactly the way you want it to look. Um, and then we miscarried. So it was kind of like confirmation that the things they were saying might be true. And then we didn't get pregnant again until 2019. And it was really when we released the expectation of getting pregnant of just like, saying, you know what, we have a really awesome life and it'll be what it'll be. And then as many stories go, it, it, you know, came to be that we were pregnant. 
But then that fear still comes up, right? Where you think, well, what if I don't, I'm not able to carry this baby to full term? What if she is born, but there's something that goes wrong? You know, I was 36 uh, mm-hmm. when I got pregnant. So I was a, a geriatric pregnancy. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so then there's like all these flags and warnings that come with being a, an older mom, even though I didn't really feel like my body was that old. Um, so then, you know, of course there's anxiety around that, that builds. So that's really where it started for me. And then it just magnified after Elizabeth was born and she was born, uh, like pre pandemic lockdown, just barely. Mm. Um, but it was like, when I finally started to kind of get my mind in place, she was three months old when all of a sudden we all went into lockdown. And then it was like, well, dang, now what? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Now I actually feel like I could leave my house and there's no mommy in me groups or, you know, the supports you might normally go after in that phase. Yeah. So would you say that was the catalyst for you starting Wellness Creek or was it something else or a combination of things? Yeah, it was a combination of things. Um, Elizabeth had some digestive issues when she was uh, like brand, brand new. And so I reached out to a friend and she offered uh, some essential oils to help with her digestion because I was really like the doctor, our doctor was like, wanted to do this whole crazy rigmarole of tests. And I was like, I just like something about it didn't feel right. So I was like, I'm gonna see if there's something else first. So she gave us this essential oil, which like within two days, Elizabeth was not crying 20 hours a day any longer. Mm. Um, and it, made me realize that like wow there's probably a lot of resources out there in the world like this that you don't even know because you don't even know what to look for Mm. especially when you're in that like heightened state of anxiety right and you're just constantly looking for dangers and not solutions right so that kind of began my journey into seeing like well how could i share resources with other moms and then i started doing like expanding my learning um into some mindset coaching i worked with a mindset coach i'm still working with her she's amazing um i started exploring breath work um and just having a tool like breath work that i could you know practice breathing while i was holding a screaming baby yes (laughs) was was really so powerful and i was like does everybody know about this stuff because they should um and that really solidified like okay we gotta we gotta help spread the word that there's just people have options yeah that's so important that's awesome was there a moment of realization or transformation in your journey or something that sticks out as really changing you um i think like transformation to me is ongoing yes but the something that has stuck out to me and more so recently is that in all of the anxiety and all of the depression and all of the you know regret even i'll say regret about missing the beginning of my daughter's life because i was so consumed with these negative feelings and was that i was able to come out of it and get help and that actually that has kind of become a superpower of mine is asking for help mm. on behalf of those who need it and don't necessarily feel comfortable to ask for help. Yeah. So I think that was kind of like the biggest 
opportunity for me. Yeah. Sounds like you've become an advocate for other moms and, and people yeah. who need that help. That's awesome. Yeah. I feel like it's becoming better, but still very taboo kind of mental health and those types of things, especially as a mom, you want to seem that you're strong and capable, you know, but it's, it's good to be vulnerable and accept that help too. when we do need it. So that's so true. Yeah. Yeah. I do see it as a strength in so many people that you can recognize when you can get support because I heard this on my daughter was watching an animal show this morning and they were talking about wild boars and how wild boars actually get support from other mother boars Hmm. they're young when they have too many and (laughs) and the piglets are going wild and i was like see even they have a village like everybody needs a village so true oh so true and then what's one of your favorite quotes i'm a quote collector so i always love hearing some of people's favorites i also feel like a quote collector so i love that about you um i have so many like that i just jot down whenever i hear them but one that is really near and dear to my heart, I'll share two with you. So one that's really near and dear to my heart is a quote that is actually from my mom. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And she, um, when my maternal grandmother, her mother passed away and we were dealing with her estate and everything, my mom created um, a CPR statement, which I don't know if you know about the CPR statements. Yeah, it's like context, purpose, result. Oh, okay. Okay. So it's like a way of framing how you want to proceed into something. Got it. And so her, her CPR statement for that transition was love is all there is. And it became this kind of like anthem, especially between my sister and my mom and I is that no matter what, just come back to love. Like that's, that's the foundation and know that that's genuinely where people are coming from, even when they're acting out of, you know, rage or anger or, or depression that ultimately it's still for love of something or someone. Beautiful. I love that. And then the other one from my mom is, um, from actually from Samuel Beckett, but my mom would say it to me all the time when I was like having a really bad day and didn't want to do whatever thing she would say, I can't go on. I'll go on. And it was like, such a good reminder that even when we don't feel strong, we're still building resilience by proceeding anyway. Wow. Yeah, that's so true. It's so good and refreshing to talk to you. I feel like you just have the strength that everyone needs, you know, to, to learn from and take that example on. That's so wonderful. I love that resilience. That's a powerful word too. So what types of things do you do with your clients or I know you mentioned that you liked breathing exercises and things with thought work. Is that kind of how you run your practice too? Yeah, we, I like to incorporate breath work with all of my clients in some capacity. Um, A lot of the breath work I do is a little bit more like generalist. You don't have to go into a dark room and, and hyperventilate for 20 minutes. It's something literally you can do while you're having a conversation with someone. So things like heart activation, breathing techniques, just to really focus on giving my clients the tools to shift themselves out of their fight or flight, their sympathetic nervous system, Mm -hmm. and come into that parasympathetic or that rest, restore and digest so that they can see the path ahead. Because that's another (laughs) brilliant quote. Um, Brendan Burchard said, if the mind can't see the path, the heart will ask to pause. 
Mm. And so I think that a lot with people with anxiety is it's like they're activated, they're triggered by something and they don't know where to put it. They don't know how to use it. And so how can we take that anxiety and use it to our advantage and put us into forward action instead of like scattered action? Yes, that's great. And then how do you see medication and that role in all of this? Or do you see it as a support or? It's totally up to the individual. I, I have no judgments or, or preconceptions about any of it. For me, it wasn't an avenue I wanted to go down until I had to. Um, mm-hmm. So I was willing to explore other options first. I have a history, I don't, but in my family, there's a history of drug abuse and alcoholism. Mm. And so it's something that I've been pretty conscious of my whole life that there, I mean, I don't know if I'm an addict because I've never even explored it, um, like gone down that path. So for me, it just didn't feel like the right thing. But Mm. for somebody else, like if they feel like antidepressants are the right way to go to normalize hormones and to just get themselves able to, you know, get a breath of fresh air, then totally you, you have to, I think people generally know what is right for them. Um, they just don't always trust themselves. Mm, yeah, I think that's true for sure. The history in my family is anxiety, depression, all the things, you know, so it kind of feels overwhelming just to know that that's your history, you know, and not try to, I don't know what the word is, but just not like a self-fulfilling prophecy, but just, I guess, knowing those things so that then you can have more tools to combat them or to be prepared for it should it arise. So that's good. I love too, that you said there are other options, there are other avenues that you can go down and try and then ultimately know what's best for yourself. So that's good. Yeah. Yes. Well, um, I don't want to take too much of your time and I try to keep my podcast episodes sort of short. So this has been so insightful. So I really do appreciate your time and your willingness to come on my podcast. Thanks, Jen. I appreciate it. I love, I love these random connections, you know, and you're down in Boise and that's like literally where I started. So that's so funny. That's awesome. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Well, thank you. And yeah, no, I, I really love it. I love just like sharing messages of hope in general. I think whoever's doing it, like sign me up. Yes. That's so awesome. Thank you. Well, I, I love your personality and it's been so fun chatting again, just listening to you. So thank you. Uh, Thanks Jen. I hope you have a good trip. Thank you. Yes. Thanks. Okay. Bye. If you found this episode helpful or it reminded you of someone whom it could help, please share it. Also leave me a review wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you. If you'd like to pitch your story for the podcast, or if you want more storytelling strategies, contact me at jenbanks16 at gmail.com or find me on Instagram at jenbankscoaching.